0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Woman to Woman podcast. These weeks are just flying, aren't they? The Wednesday soon comes round and we are like nearly at the end of this series. Let's be honest, this episode is particularly special um, because I'm not speaking to a woman that I've, I've met through work, the industry or what have you. I am related to this wonderful woman today and it's quite weird me calling her a woman because she's my baby cousin and I'll always view her as my baby cousin, Um, her name is Sophie. And when she was little, her parents, my auntie at one point and my uncle, they got divorced. Now she was about one years old at this point, or maybe even a little bit younger. So she's always known that she's had divorced parents. She was um, brought up and raised in two different households with two different sets of rules. She had two different families, two Christmases and everything like that. I wanted to get her on the podcast to speak about how she views marriage, how she views divorce and whether or not um, being kind of exposed to divorce has impacted the way that she views relationships. You're listening to the Woman to Woman podcast and this is Sophie's story.
1: wrong button, new not, phone. Not, me, not um, me giving you a lecture. <laughs> yeah, no, just the usual, just kind of chilling. And socially distance walks, yeah. Just my room back, you know, nowhere's like home. Yeah. just It's a nice room to be fair. This <laughs> massive wardrobe.
0: Right, so this podcast, I usually start off when I speak to my guests, asking them about the first time we met. But obviously, that's not really a situation for me and you, because we're cousins. So instead, (laughs) I wanted to ask you if you remember an early memory that involves me. What's your earliest memory?
1: (laughs) Probably, I'm trying to think earliest, probably something like at the mall or something. We used to go to the mat every year. Yeah, I know. But I can't remember any of the really young things on the spot. Like, I can remember from pict- the dressing up. You know the pictures when we were dressing up in, the, in your front room? hmm Yeah. I can, like, vaguely kind of remember that. It's really weird mm-hmm. because, obviously,
0: there's five years difference between us. But when we were, like, growing up, you were my cousin who was the closest in age to me. So, although there was a five-year difference, I feel like we were really close.
1: Yeah, but it's still the same now because we're not, even though you're actually really old now, you're like 24. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> you're really old <laughs> now. You're an old lady. It's still not that different.
0: No, no. I think it's really good. And I remember um, we used to go to, like, Sandringham all the time. Whenever you used to come down with your dad, your dad would always we take me to walk out with you. Max.
1: Yeah, yeah, the dog. With that with walking Max. yeah.
0: Yeah, and we used to go yeah. bowling quite a lot and we used to go swimming. Your dad used to take me. I mean, I probably remember more than you because I was that much older.
1: Yeah, yeah, I would probably remember more if I was like five years older, yeah.
0: But of course, yeah. your dad used to bring you down to Kings Lynn, obviously where we're from, or I'm from, because you were living in Peterborough all that way. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So I've brought you on today because this podcast is all about women sharing their stories um, when they've been through something, how it might have shaped them into the woman that they are today. And I wanted to speak to you about your parents' divorce. Um, I remember your mum a little bit. Obviously, I was five when they broke up, so I can't remember her that well. But I do remember what she looked like and who she was. Um, When did your parents divorce?
1: I think I was one okay um I, I I think I think I was one I don't really know you were really really little I think that's when it they actually got the paperwork and that I think they might have been split a bit before but I'm not really sure but yeah I was definitely a baby like you know when you have no clue what's going on when you're a baby.
0: Yeah, you just you just pooing your pants and having a sleep. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: So tell us, yeah. tell us about your childhood then. What you can remember, you might not remember the actual um, divorce happening because you were so little. But what did your childhood
1: look like? Um, I had a really good childhood. Um, just the usual, really sporty loved doing football athletics and obviously had two loving families that I got to spend time with so it was really great
0: so how did it work in terms of the kind of going to different houses
1: um so I would live at my mum's and then go to my dad's every other weekend Mm -hmm. so um during summer holidays it's a six-week break got to spend three weeks at my dad's And then in half terms and Christmas would spend half the time at my dad's as well. So there was still a decent amount of time growing up at my dad's house.
0: And how did you feel going between the houses? Did you ever question it or was it just the norm?
1: Um, I think when I was very young and I kind of realised that I was going between two houses, I was a bit like, is this normal just because that's all I've ever known um and then obviously when I would go to friends houses and their parents were together I was a bit like what what's this because obviously I've never seen that um but I didn't mind going between the two it was more just a bit questioning why like why do I have to when other people don't Yeah. Did you ever feel like it was unfair that you had to? Um, I I wouldn't say unfair, but I was just a bit confused. Why me? When no one around me seemed to do the same when I was very young, maybe like four or five age. I was a bit like, why me? So, yeah, you could say I felt it was a little unfair. Yeah.
0: And using the term there, Why me? Did you ever feel like anything
1: was your fault? No, no, Mm -hmm. I didn't ever blame myself for anything as I was too young to know that you can really blame yourself for something like that. I didn't. I was I just thought it was a bit unfair that. I felt like I was the only one that had to do them Mm -hmm. circumstances and no one else did but I didn't blame myself for
0: any of it. So when you were at school, you started noticing that your friends, if you went to their houses, their parents were together and you you sort of questioned why you weren't in that situation. Did anyone at school ever ask you about your situation? Did anyone ever question, as in other kids, like, the, like your friends, they ever say, oh, how come your mummy and daddy aren't, aren't together? Yeah,
1: yeah, quite a lot in primary school. Um, they wouldn't say, like, why. They'd just be like, oh, your parents don't live together. They wouldn't ask for, like, deeper reasoning. Yeah. But a few people obviously didn't realise that because, obviously, they live with their parents together. They didn't realise that people do get divorced, so they were more intrigued than anything, I think. But growing up, quite a lot of my friends, like, close friends, have had divorced parents as well, which did help me because I didn't feel as alone with that when
0: people were asking you or or saying things like oh your parents don't live together how did it make you feel
1: um it did make me question it a bit and think why is this the case why is it like this but kids growing up were actually really good about it because the divorce rate is so high now quite a lot of other people are in the same boat so it wasn't that anyone made from memory mm-hmm. any spiteful comments that have stuck with me everyone was quite accepting of it.
0: And how did parents even look? Did both your parents come? Was there ever any did you ever witness any kind of tension or arguments between your your parents? Obviously you've I hope you don't mind me saying this you've been to hospital quite a few times because of your ear um so there's been situations where your parents have had to both be there your mum and your dad has there ever been any arguments or tensions that you've been aware of
1: um no so obviously um parents even every year since you're in primary Mm -hmm. and then obviously all the hospital visits growing up um they're Maybe it was a bit of awkwardness, I'd say, a bit of tension, but never any, any words, like negative words to each other, no arguments, because they wouldn't do that in front of me. Um, so they would just kind of, i sit in the middle and then one either side, like a bit of the teacher got the gist.
0: How does it make you feel, or did it make you feel, seeing your parents in the same room?
1: Um, It was just a bit uncomfortable because I knew they they both felt uncomfortable Mm. and I was just kind of sat in the middle. But it made it a lot easier that they didn't exchange any words really and didn't argue. So they were purely there just for my educational and health purposes. They weren't there to argue or quarrel or anything. Okay.
0: Have you ever had times where you may be, growing up we all have times where we all get a bit emotional and we're like oh my life is over when we're like a young a young ch- a young kid or going into teenagehood did you ever have any times where you got really upset wishing things were different in terms of your parents being together
1: um obviously for me personally because they split when i was one i didn't get the childhood where they were together growing up and obviously doing divorce would be a lot harder if your parents were together so let's say if they divorce when you were 10 for example I feel like that would be really really difficult because you know them together um, but because obviously um, my brother was born when I was six and then my sisters were born when I was nine and ten yeah. growing up I just kind of loved obviously having the company of the siblings and the siblings were obviously born to the step parents, and I never would wish that they were together. Or else, I wouldn't have, you know, my step uh, my siblings. Um. So obviously, when my brother was born, when I was six, and he's obviously to my stepdad, I never would have wanted my dad and my mum together, as I knew that they're both very, very happy and suited to my stepmom and stepdad. Yeah. So I wouldn't want to like jeopardise their happiness.
0: That's quite a mature thing to say, and I don't know whether, whether your younger self would have said that, or now that's you as a as an adult. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um. I. Yeah. Maybe when I was really little, I maybe wanted them to be together, but even then, I could see that they were very happy with their partners. Mm-hmm my stepmom and stepdad. So I was obviously even young, I was happy that they were happy, happy with their partners. Yeah.
0: So let's talk about these uh the the new kids, if you like, on both sides of your family. Yeah. So your mum's side, I understand you've got a brother and a sister. Yeah. And yeah. on your dad's side you've got your sister, who's also my cousin. Yeah. Um <laughs> so when your your mum had your brother was there a sense in any part of you that felt a little bit left out because he had the same mum and dad and you had the same mum but a different dad? Did any part of you feel like you were left out?
1: Um, obviously, this might just be me speaking now, but I just saw him as my brother. I didn't seem any off the half like he was my brother. He was me I didn't because we are genetically like half together but I didn't I don't remember thinking feeling left out I felt a bit when they split up maybe like oh I'm not going to have any brothers and sisters like there's not going to be another full sibling but I don't think it's changed my relationship towards them because I just see them as my brother and sister. I just call them brother and sisters. I don't say my half-brother or anything like that. So I I don't... Both sides of the family, even when the new children were born, never left me out. Because obviously I was the first kid. Like, I'm the oldest. And there's always something... um, special obviously with the first child sorry you're like the last (laughs) yeah I'm the third Um, child but that's okay (laughs) that's about you this podcast um but they did so well to include me in everything and I just loved growing up with the little kids when I was younger Mm -hmm. um they did so well to include me in everything so I don't think I really felt left out often
0: Do you remember any times where maybe there was something happening with, with your mum and your stepdad and and your siblings, and then you had to leave to go to your dad's and you felt, well, I don't want to go. I want to stay here. Was there ever a sense of that? That might, you might feel really harsh answering that question, but
1: just be honest Um, all the way around. Yeah. I mean, sometimes, you know, when there's like a birthday going on or A gathering or a party um growing up, and you'd be having a great time. And then obviously my dad would pick me up at six o'clock on a Friday, and my mum would pick me up on a six o'clock on a Sunday. And I'd just occasionally, depending on the circumstance, be like, Oh, like I'm having a really good time. Because obviously, you can't leave at, at the time that I would want to, it's a set time every week growing up. Or Sometimes at my dad's, um, he would get a pizza on a Sunday night and watch the American football. Yeah, And obviously I had to leave to go to my mum's at six o'clock, so I obviously missed that growing up. So there was certain things, um, like parties, where I would have wished I could have a few more hours because I was enjoying myself, but with the... Um, with the rules, I couldn't do that.
0: So with these rules, obviously, that was decided by the courts, I imagine. Yeah. 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 Did you ever feel like, why is no one asking me what I want? Did you ever feel like that? Um, like, why, why is no one asking me when I want to leave? Why, why is it six o'clock? Who's decided that?
1: Well, obviously, they would have... Asked for my say but because the rules were put in when I was a baby obviously you can't have a say really. Um, I didn't really question it I just kind of went by it and just I thought that was normal so I didn't question why six o'clock why not five or six or seven or eight. I just kind of knew I've not got a choice regardless so there's no point getting annoyed but yeah there was a few circumstances I can remember being like I don't want to leave right now I'm in the middle of a tv show I'm enjoying or I'm you know I'm enjoying my food and obviously I'd normally work around it and everything but as I said sometimes you're at parties it's just not convenient and then obviously growing up some people's parents don't have like a court order they just you know communicate between themselves and make it work but I just accepted it a few years later, I think, and just went, I've not really got a choice, so it's how it is, it's how it's going to be.
0: Why do you think it was a court order and not just communicated between your mum and dad?
1: Um, well, I'm not really sure, but I can imagine they just couldn't come to a common ground um, and communicate... In an adult way, maybe. Do you know why Um, they split up? No, I'm not sure. No. Never asked? Potentially when I was a lot younger. But I maybe didn't get what I was looking for. So I just kind of left it. But I I think I did ask when I was younger, younger. Mm. But knowing obviously I've lived for nearly 19 years I can see how my dad is and how my mum is looking at it now I can't see how they are compatible (laughs) Um, they're very very different Um, and I feel like they are better suited to their um, their partners now Um, so I don't really feel it matters to me why they split because I have got great things come from them splitting and I feel like they are a lot both happier because they've split, so. I want to put a pin in
0: some great things that have come out of it and we'll go back to that in a moment. I just want to speak about the fact that you said that you don't think they were ever compatible. Can you imagine what it was like them being together or does that
1: just feel so weird and alien to you? Well, even when... um, previous like boyfriends of mine have seen my mum and my dad they're like how were they ever together and people have actually said that to me as well as my own um take on it just because they are very 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 different so and obviously I've always known them with the other partner as well so it'd be weird to even think of them together
0: describe those differences between them
1: Well, you know how, like, my dad and my stepmum are together, they're very suited, like, they love going out for meals, they love going to the pub, just, you know, certain things like that, going to the football games together. And I just can't see myself, like my mum, being suited to my dad just for certain things like that, activities-wise. So what does your um, mum like to do in her spare time? Um, she just likes reading, going on walks, mm-hmm. um, just browsing the internet, just silly things, really. But she's not really keen on going like, up to the pub and things like that, which obviously dad really enjoys. Mm-hmm. So just silly little things like that I just and personalities wise just their opinions on certain things just I can't think off the top of my head but just personality things just don't match up who do you feel like you're more in line with personality wise Hmm. um probably my dad yeah
0: what makes you say
1: yeah. that? we just have the same kind of banter and jokes, and we like doing the same things. We like going on bike rides together and um, playing football in the garden, that kind of thing. So, one thing but, that I've I've heard a lot of kind of um,
0: people say who have experienced divorce is that a lot of the time. the main custody is with the mother and then the dad gets the fun weekends was there ever a sense of that like with your mum it was right we've got school this week we've got to do your homework and then with your dad did you feel like whoopee do
1: yeah definitely um obviously I was at my mum's during the week and then at my dad's every other weekend Mm -hmm. And, and obviously during the week you have to do homework and you know go to like doctor's appointments and things like that whereas at my dad's he didn't really make me do any homework um really unless it was very essential just because we only got to spend them two days together out of a whole range of a whole um, massive amount of days so my mum had to be a bit more strict on it and enforce it or else I probably wouldn't have done it Um, but I think, yeah, when I get, when I went to my dad's head, try and make the most of the short amount of time you have yeah. just because you only have that time. Whereas, obviously, when you're living at your mum, you have so much more time to do um, like chores like homework as well, as well as fun things.
0: How do you think that made your mum feel? Um, I've
1: never really thought of how it made her feel I think she could have potentially been quite annoyed that when I'd go to his for the weekend maybe I didn't complete the same amount as homework of homework as I would have completed if I stayed there um, but we did do some things during the week as well so it's not like we only did boring kind of things when I was with her because I was living with her we did get up to good activities as well
0: and how do you think and, it like, made, she made
1: sure of that
0: how did you think it made your dad feel that he only had you on weekends not even every weekend
1: um again growing up I didn't really think about how it affected them I was kind of You know, growing up, you're as selfish as it sounds. You think about more how it affects you. Mm -hmm. Um, But looking back, it was probably quite annoying that you could only spend such a short amount of time growing up. And I can imagine he did probably look forward to the holidays where it was like a three-week solid block together Mm -hmm. just because he might have felt like he could barely spend time with me growing up let's look at
0: your teenagehood now um I do remember times where you weren't getting on so well with your mum which a lot of teenage girls do um did you ever threaten to go to the other one's house did you ever go that's it I'm going to my dad's I don't want to be here anymore did you ever use that as kind of a comeback if you like
1: I don't I don't think so I probably did a couple of times in arguments, like I don't want to be here I'm just gonna go and live there mm-hmm. but she probably she knew I was bluffing because I wouldn't have actually gone through with it at the time why not just um just because my life was here like my friends and I was settled into schools and obviously I had my brother and sister here So I never really considered actually going to live there like permanently Mm -hmm. despite differences with my mum but yeah I probably did say a couple of times I'm just going to go there anyway or probably you know a slight comment like oh don't bother picking me up on Sunday just as a teenager would say but we'd always sort it out a couple of days later anyway so it never got to the stage where I actually considered moving for the audience's sake so
0: your your mum was based in Leicester which is where you just said that your friends and you're at school and your dad was in Stanford yeah yeah cool um oh, was I gonna ask you next oh um
1: thinking of the question um and obviously on like Fridays and Sundays because it is like a 50 minute trip either way and obviously sometimes it could be snowing so it could be even longer growing up I kind of thought why do I have to do this so frequently because it does waste like two hours off each day that I could just be spending you know properly with the family doing the travel time because obviously they do live a fair bit apart yeah so I did kind of think it would be so much more convenient if they did live closer together but obviously they live where they live for reasons out of my control
0: so you've got so. family um both in Kings Lynn, which is where I currently am yeah. and where I'm from and you also have family in Liverpool didn't you
1: yeah yeah so my mum's side of the family do live in Liverpool as well yeah so I remember
0: that when when you were younger you used to really enjoy coming to Kings Lynn to see both grandma and granddad and obviously yeah. me and you were close as well did you ever feel like it wasn't fair that you had to you you couldn't do that every week did you ever wish that you lived here or anything instead or wish that you live with your dad so you could see that family more
1: um, I didn't obviously I could be wrong and saying that I didn't think of it previously but currently I don't think so because when when I did come up we we, we used to come to Kingsley like every weekend I was at my dad's and I feel like we did make the most of the time and really I would look forward you know during the week to the weekend so I was gonna you know see Hope and Grandma Grandad and we go to the con club and just you know little things like that (laughs) um so I don't think that I would have wanted more time because we made sure the time that I did have we really enjoyed.
0: Do you want to get married?
1: Yeah yeah in the future um obviously um when I find the right person and I feel like it's a good thing to do I do want in the future obviously to get married and to have kids and if you're going to ask if my parents being divorced makes me question whether I want to get married um potentially when I was younger I felt what's the point it's just going to end in divorce anyway I googled um earlier like um, the rate of divorce. And in 2017, a study showed it was 42%, wow. which is obviously an alarmingly high number, which can make you question what's the point in spending so much money on marriage when it could end in divorce? But I've obviously got more mature and grown up, and I've realised I do want to get married and to have kids with someone and the happy, ideal family, which. I think a lot of people do hope for why do you want to I get, hope why? that I can sorry Carry sorry on. I <laughs> hope that I can provide like a stable um relationship with their father and that um and my husband I, I hope that I can give my children that
0: that's interesting then because you've you spoken about how um you didn't think it impacted you but you've also said there that you want to make sure that you are you provide your kids with a stable relationship between the parents. Yeah. So you do
1: feel like that's important? I do feel like it's important. Um, seeing how it's affected of the children when the parents have divorced, when they're a lot older, it's um, more impacted them. Um, it's impacted them a lot higher and... I know it has got a lot of people down I can remember growing up and some people would be struggling and what's wrong like what's wrong and my parents are getting divorced like I could tell growing up how difficult it would have been if they divorced when I was a teenager for example that would have hit me a lot harder than if I was a baby and I didn't know them together or know what a family was together um but because I was so young to, I was too young to understand it didn't impact me to think, "Oh what's the point in marriage Because um, I know some people found it so so difficult, and they felt like they were the problem when um, their parents split, whereas I obviously never felt like that personally.
0: So two things there. I wanted to ask you, are you pleased that your parents split up when you were a baby? And I also wanted to say that you mentioned earlier how when you were at school, okay, there was some times where you questioned why your parents had split up when others hadn't, but you also felt like you could relate to others because there was divorce happening. But you just mentioned there how, okay, that was happening to them when they were teenagers or a little bit older. And although your parents had divorced, you couldn't really remember it. So did you feel like you actually were part of that club or did you feel like you were somewhere in the middle because you couldn't remember, but you knew it had happened to you?
1: Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Um, A little bit. I kind of included myself because obviously they are divorced and they are split and I do have two separate families. But, um, But I didn't have it, I think as bad, if you would say, as some other people's circumstances. Um, so I I am happy that it happened when I was a baby and it didn't happen a couple of years ago mm-hmm. because I wouldn't have got, like, lovely siblings from it and they wouldn't have found the partners that they do have now, which I get on very well with, both of them. Um, so I don't... I don't wish it any other way. It happened for a reason. Um, but growing up, I did. There was a few things I enjoyed about it, like you know, two birthday parties, mm-hmm. two Christmases. There were some certain perks about it, and I tried to focus more on them than all the negative things that come with a divorce.
0: So why did you like the fact that you had two birthdays and two Christmases, other than the presents?
1: (laughs) Yeah, obviously, two Christmas dinners, two presents. Obviously, it was really nice because, you know, when you have one party and everyone comes, you don't really get to spend as much time speaking to each individual person because it's only a few hours. Whereas when I've got two separate um, parties, I can spend time talking more in depth with everyone there just because I've got two separate times, really. Um, ever... And obviously each fa- each side of the family is very different and different ages, so it's just very interesting in that way as well.
0: Have you ever felt like you're closer to your siblings on your mum's side because you spend more time with them than on your dad's side?
1: Um no i wouldn't say so obviously i i've lived with them so i should probably feel more closer but i include my sister on my dad's side as much and i do growing up i've always um like facetimed or called her sometimes so we do keep in contact even when i'm here and um obviously because i'm her only sibling i think I'm quite special to her because that's the closest thing to like a sibling she's got obviously and I think she just sees me as sister Sophie she doesn't I don't think any of them because obviously they're all quite young still my brother's 12 and my sisters are eight and nine. nine. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think they really maybe understand or care they just see me as their sister my brother says his sister and his other sister he doesn't they don't they include me as much as even though I'm not fully blood related Mm. which obviously makes me feel a lot better that I don't feel like they see me any differently because I'm from different parents if
0: someone's listening to this and they are in an unhappy marriage and they are really concerned that if they they get a divorce it's going to impact the child and they're only yeah. staying with their partner for their child, what would you say to them as someone who has been a child who has had her parents' divorce?
1: Um, I've read some stories and it talks about how Um, divorce like impacts the children Um, um, but I think that staying in an unhappy marriage let's say there's a lot of fighting and arguments involved I feel like personally my opinion is that will hurt the child more Mm -hmm. because they're growing up in an unhappy um, like environment Um, so I feel like each each case is obviously different and it depends how the children react to it and how the marriage is but i think that it will affect the children more if they grow up in a hostile environment rather than in two separate houses that treat them really well um but obviously they have to do what I thinks right for their family absolutely um, and what would but- you go on sorry um like growing up there has been some people that have I've spoken to and I can tell that their parents are very unhappy together just from the comments they say and it definitely seems like it affects them a lot more than it's affected me um just because I'm living in two separate houses because obviously I grew up with two loving happy families um so I think that I can understand why parents do take, obviously, the children into consideration before getting a divorce. But they also do need to take into account what they think they will find, uh, what will improve their life as well, as um, what the children, how the children will take it, yeah.
0: It must have been, like, I've never thought about it before, because obviously your dad is my uncle. I've never thought about yeah. how difficult that would have been to raise a little one by yourself, for your mum and, and your dad, because you were, what, one when it happened? So you were a baby, and it would have been like potty training and all of these different things between two different houses. And even if you're... Even though you're divorced, you've got to be on some kind of par and level uh, yeah, in terms of those um, things.
1: Yeah, you've made me remember one thing um, Go on. growing up. Um, obviously... Each parent has their own parenting and wants you to do different things and different rules. So it did affect me a little bit in the growing up stages because I was getting told, you know, how to do one thing with one parent and then another thing with another parent. And they were kind of sometimes contradicting. Have you got an example? Um, um, just maybe different ways to say things or different actions so maybe different rules so maybe my mum would say before you watch tv you have to do your homework and then that wasn't a rule at my dad's. so I'd get into um, my dad's mentality for example um And then when I'd come back, I'd potentially get told off for not following that rule that had been set or maybe certain language um, I'd use at my mum's or my dad's house and they wouldn't like it at the other person's house. So it was just kind of having to remember what's allowed at each one's and how to act um, because it wasn't the same environment. Um, So that was one thing I remember growing up. It was quite confusing for a little one to have to differentiate between the two. Um, That was a bit challenging. I remember that because obviously each household does have its own rules and each household's different.
0: Do you think there was kind of an understanding if you did break the rules like, oh, okay, you're not doing that your dad's or was it just why are you not doing what I've told you?
1: It was definitely a bit more lenient I think okay. just because they could understand it must have been a bit confusing to to a little one just having different rules at each place rather than a solid this is right this is not right in our household. I never had the obviously upbringing as other people mm-hmm. so they were more lenient I think yeah.
0: It's so weird. I'm looking at you right now and I'm just imagining little Sophie, like three years old, making <laughs> me all emotion. moj. <laughs> She'll always be my baby cousin, even though you're like nearly, what, 20 nearly? No, nearly 19. 19. 19. Yeah. I should know that really. <laughs> Sorry, bad cousin alert. Um, okay. In terms of now, now that you're an adult and you are, you're free to roam and do what you want. Do you feel like it's, it's your responsibility to manage how many? How much you see in your dad? How much you see in your mum? How much you speak? Does it feel quite like overwhelming that you've got to actually got to try and juggle that?
1: Um, it was very challenging. Um, when I was sixteen, I obviously got like a weekend job, and then I was like to my dad, obviously I can't really come because I can't have that much time off work. They'll sack me if I can't work at the weekend. So for quite a while, I I didn't go there, obviously due to the work commitments. Um, So that was hard trying to juggle work and seeing them because I couldn't really go during the week because obviously you've got college or school or whatever other commitments. Um, And even before lockdown, I was working every weekend so I couldn't really go unless it was holidays but then they'd ask me to work more we in holidays so it was very hard juggling before lockdown Um, but now the fact I've got a car so I can drive there it is a lot more flexible because I can go for. I don't have to rely on our oh, dad can you come and pick me up at this day at this time mum can you make sure you're free to get me here here I can just Go when I want to go if it works for them, obviously. um So it's a lot easier now. I can drive. Yeah, we're jumping around
0: a little bit here, but I want to go back to the siblings. Have you ever felt like you've been treated a bit differently than your siblings? Maybe that means that people were were less strict on you or more strict on you, or have you ever felt like? I know you mentioned earlier you haven't felt left out, but have you ever felt like? you weren't favoured as much, maybe by one of your, your step-parents rather than your actual biological parents?
1: Um, I feel like my step-parents have done, even though I'm not their biological child, they have welcomed me in and treat me the same as if I was biological. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up, um, as they have been in my life since I was a little kid, both of my step-parents, so it's not like... Um, they just got welcomed in a couple of years back. They have seen me grow up and mm-hmm. I feel like they see me as their child as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I think I potentially could have been treated a bit differently. Um, maybe a tiny bit stricter. Okay. And I'm not sure why that would have been But I don't know if that's just the first child thing. You're trying to do it right with the first child. I just kind of saw it more as they wanted to school me to be well behaved rather than putting it down to the fact that my parents are split. I never saw it in that way growing up.
0: This may not be relevant again because of how, how young you were, but have you ever been disciplined by your step parents and kind of wanted to say, you're not my parent, shut up. <laughs> Has
1: there ever been oh, any yeah, tension between
0: that. them? You've said that. Yeah, I said
1: that all the time. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I said, you don't have a right to tell me off to tell me what to do. You're not my parent. Looking back, that's a very horrible and nasty thing to say. But growing up, yeah, that did come out of my mouth. Yeah.
0: And was that um, into Your stepmum, stepdad,
1: or both? Um both, I think. Or if I didn't say it out loud, I said it in my head like, you well, don't do have both. a right to tell me, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't have a right to tell me anything because you're not my parent. And I think I probably did say it out loud in arguments, but looking back they've been a part of my life as much or nearly as much so that's a horrible thing to say really
0: yeah but when you're young you say these things yeah I probably said the same thing to my parents and they actually are my parents (laughs) (laughs) so I don't know what leg I was standing on (sighs) well okay so let's imagine that you're in years to come you're at your wedding um, because you want to get married you said and uh you're both
1: your parents are there yeah, both I've families thought, are there i thought about this i think they would both get on for the sake it's my wedding my day i don't think there would be any tension or animosity because it's my wedding and they would both suck it up but yeah i have thought about it i think i just have to change the seating arrangement
0: because and the thing is as a as an individual I individ- do want everyone there as an individual want- your parents sorry I think there's a bit of a zoom clash Are We okay no
1: you you go
0: yeah <laughs> As an individual now, like obviously we mentioned earlier, parents' evenings and hospital visits, your parents have both had to be there. Yeah. But it will kind of really rear its head and kind of show the two different families and how well they can get along when you have a family. And like, if it's your, your child's first birthday, are you going to have to have two separate parties or are you going to just say, look, you both got to come and get on with each other? It's really going to show itself then, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Um, I... I think and I hope that they can both just it's been 18 years since they've split just let it go and be civil for my sake and my children's and my wedding sake Um, um, but obviously only time will tell with that but I have obviously thought about how it would work like for baby shower would I have one would I have two birthday parties would I have or obviously you can only have one wedding. And I do want both my mum's side and my dad's side at my wedding. But I might just say, obviously, nearer the time, if you're gonna cause a problem on my special day, then don't don't come if that's if it's gonna have to come to that. But I do feel like they would both be, I'd hope, mature enough to not create anything obviously on the days.
0: It will be weird because I've I haven't seen your mum for years. I remember once, yeah. me and your dad and my brother, you were really little, and at this time, both your parents were living in Peterborough, like round the corner from each other. So you were really small yeah. at this time, and we walked you. My brother and I went with with your dad to walk you to your mum's, and that's the last time I saw your mum. So when in the future, when if well, like if and when you get married. I hope I'm invited. Um, I'll obviously see your mum as well. That'd be weird for me as well. And she'll be able she'll see my mum and she hasn't seen my mum in like 20 years.
1: Yeah. It'll yeah, be really weird. I've I've shown her pictures of you and stuff, and she's like, oh, an image of Bev. <laughs> so she knows what you look like and everything. But I think I think it should be fine because I think everyone will hopefully leave it for special occasions like that. But it's just for maybe birthday parties and things like that and obviously it's not even just my mum and my dad it's obviously the whole family um I don't want like it would just be very weird like grandparents and aunties uncles cousins because obviously your parents have obviously met like my mum my uncle probably potentially my grandma so obviously many many years ago when I was born so it's gonna be the whole whole um reunion basically but i just don't want there to be any bad blood but obviously if there's my future husband's family as well they will maybe speak to them as well so it's not as maybe uncomfortable for some people. Can you imagine how big this wedding would be
0: if you married someone who's also got divorced parents and then got loads of siblings <laughs> on both sides. That's gonna be
1: expensive mate. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but obviously I would hope to obviously I'm talking I'm probably not going to get married for quite a few years but I'd want obviously my siblings like um, for bridesmaids I've not really thought in depth but I'd want like both of my sisters I might I might allow you Ooh. um, but <laughs> I'd um, obviously want both of My sisters, and obviously, they've obviously never met, but there's only a one year age gap. Would it be weird if they got on? Obviously, they'd have to meet at my wedding if they're both bridesmaids. Mm -hmm. And then, obviously, there'd be other family members as bridesmaids as well. And then, obviously, my husband's, if he's got females that he would want, like his sister, they'd be meeting. I just can't imagine both sisters at obviously one occasion but it's going to have to be like that because I'd want both of them to be bridesmaids it's interesting
0: one that you've you've thought about this in detail that you've actually thought yeah. about the logistics how would it work when that's something that for me for example whose parents are together I would never yeah, have would to never have to, nef- to have to yeah. question it um, it would also be bizarre for you to see all your family members in one room because like me again yeah. my my uncle, your dad on my mum's side, but also my uncles on the other side, they all know each other. They will have barbecues and things together. Everyone knows each other. But again, in in your instance, that wouldn't happen. And also I know you're saying you want to get married, but it's kind of going to be, that's going to be the time where everyone kind of gets together and the test will be if you don't get married or if you don't have children, they may not ever see each other again. So it really is down to you. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, Obviously, as you said, um, for people that have parents that are together, they never would have to think about, oh, how's my wedding going to go? How's baby's first birthday going to go? How would certain things like that go? But obviously, because my parents, obviously, some people's divorced parents still get together and have parties and barbecues because they're on really good terms. Not all divorces ended on the terms my parents did. Um, so some people wouldn't ever have to think about it even if their parents are divorced but it's only because both sides of the set family are separate like very separate you'd never have my parties I'd have one at my mum's one at my dad's growing up I'd never have a joint one so it is a consideration for me but I would say obviously to my family's nearer the time if you're going to cause anything then leave at the time because I don't want to have that ruining my day and because of something that happened so long ago and it's just very petty but I feel I do feel like both of them will leave it and avoid any drama for my sake I hope
0: I don't know about you but there's one family member ringing in my head who I know would probably be a problem if she had a glass of wine (laughs)
1: yeah and we won't say names we just both know who that might be <laughs> i wanted to ask she has, um, she has said a couple of comments okay um, let's talk about over that the then. Years. so i wanted to ask you no, have you I'm, ever I'm heard not say i'm here we yeah. don't need
0: to say we don't need to say who said what or anything but have you experienced yeah. other family members slagging off
1: individuals and how has that made you feel yeah. it's very very annoying Growing up, when you hear um, certain little remarks, um, just they complain, they'd complain about each of us sometimes growing up. Like my dad would say, sometimes a little comment to my stepmom, like, Oh, she said this, she's this, that. And then my mum would do the same. Or say like, "Oh, you're so much like your father," you know, just comments like that, and it's meant as a diss. And I'm like, "Good, okay." Like that was obviously like long ago. She'd never say anything like that now, but you know, growing up, just sly little remarks at each other, and other family members just saying a few little comments. Um, Yeah, that person coming to mind who you were referring to. Um, which she's made a couple of comments over the years which could be an issue um, if everyone was at uh, at an occasion together. If she said those, if she repeated certain comments.
0: The individual we're speaking about, um, have you ever spoke to your dad about what's been said by that individual and said, look, she said this, it really upset me. Can you tell her to stop? Have you ever said anything or have you kept it to yourself? I've kept it to
1: myself. Um, this was many years ago, really. So I can't really. How do you think you were? Young teenage years. There was just a few little comments. Um, and... Obviously, No one in the family really knows why they got divorced anyway. I've spoken to grandparents and so on, and they've just said, oh, like, we liked your mum. Not really sure what happened there. Mm -hmm. Dad didn't really tell us anything, for example. Um, But obviously, I'm not really sure myself, so I can't really. And it's not my place to tell them as well. But... Yeah, I I do hope it won't affect my future. Like, for example, weddings and stuff. I hope everything can be normal just for my sake and like my husband's sake.
0: We'll round this up in a while. um, But I just want to ask you about your... You mentioned earlier on that you know about other family members who wouldn't need... Other families who may have gone through a divorce and they wouldn't have to think about the wedding and things because their family are amicable and they spend time together. Do you think your parents could have done more when you were younger in terms of spending time as a family with you? For example, going out for the day and having like Frankie and Benny's, your mum and dad and you, when you were little. Do you think they should have done that?
1: Um, I think that would have potentially confused me. Because I'm like, oh, well, if you can sit in the same room together and go out for a meal together, why don't you just get back together? And there would have obviously had to be something quite dramatic to happen for them to be on the terms that they're on, or else they wouldn't have had to go, you know, to court and things like that in the first place, because a lot of divorced parents can communicate amongst themselves and will not need a judge to make rules for them um but I never saw it as an option growing up like I never saw it as an option going for a meal or something with both of them together so I can't really miss what I never thought in my head if you if you get what I'm saying Mm -hmm. I never saw that as an option I never thought that could ever happen because it it couldn't they didn't want to be near each other
0: and how did you know that
1: just, just the way they reacted to each other. Whenever one of them would come to the door to, um, like pass me over, like an exchange, um, they wouldn't like, they wouldn't. I know some people's parents would have a conversation. How are you? What you've been up to? Never, never any of that. I don't think a hi was exchanged most of the time. Really um but like I think it's potentially made it a bit easier the fact that they're not on really good terms because if they were on good terms I'd think oh why why do you have to split if it's that they're maybe not as happy together anymore a reason such as that I'd potentially blame myself more Um, if it was something like that. And if I was still seeing them together or saw them together in general, which I didn't growing up, I think that would have been a lot harder for me. Yeah.
0: It sounds as though you think they handled the situation as best they could for you. It sounds as though you think that, but let's imagine you've, you're older, you've got your own kid and you're going through a divorce Is there anything that you would do differently based on your experiences?
1: Um, As I said, I think it was done the best way for me to accept it, that it was never going to happen again. But I still ideally wouldn't want that for my kid. I'd want my kid to have parents together ideally if if life allows it um just because there has been a few occasions and I'm like this isn't fair why me growing up but so many great things have come from it as well so I try and not dwell on the negative sides of it
0: let's end on on this note what has been the hardest thing about it for you
1: um the hardest thing about it um potentially just the thought in the back of my mind what if this happens to me as well this is normal divorce rate's so high it's very common it's happened to my parents what if the same thing happens to me um and obviously I try and push that in the back of my mind because I'm my own person it's my own relationships my own life their relationships don't affect my future um, but there is always just a little thought that it's very normal which it isn't to obviously a lot of parent uh, a lot of people with parents that have a happy long marriage
0: yeah Well, Sophie <laughs> thank you so much for coming on the podcast thanks for having me it's been so interesting I feel like there would have been more waterworks (laughs) had they broken up later down the line but because you're a baby not much you can remember Um, is there anything else you want to say to round up the episode today
1: just got to do enough what makes you happy but also take into account other people's feelings I love that thank you so much (laughs) thanks for having me
0: There you go. My baby cousin, Sophie. I really enjoyed that episode because I think I asked her questions that she'd not actually considered before and and kind of got her maybe getting a bit, maybe kind of provoking things that she had buried unknowingly, which was quite interesting. Um, I would love to know what differences she's experienced as someone whose parents got divorced when she was so little, she couldn't remember anything different. And someone who's experience that in their family at an older age I'd love to see that that comparison Uh, thank you so much Sophie for coming on I know that's not normally your cup of tea coming on a podcast but there you go you've done it for your cousin so thank you very much Um, next week I'll be joined by another incredible woman if you want to get in touch um, either to give me feedback or if you want to nominate yourself to come on the podcast or someone wonderful that you know um, then you can get in touch via the email woman to woman podcast at gmail.com Have a wonderful week and I'll see you next Wednesday.